Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Jaffa Diaries. Here on Jaffa Diaries, as you know, we like to highlight the experience of African immigrants in the diaspora. Um, we had a dynamic episode. We were joined by the lovely women of the Africa Lipso podcast, and they talked to us about their experience um, from to Canada. Okay, our first Canadian guest. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and if you like this, follow us and also go check out their podcast. Bye. Enjoy, guys. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very dynamic episode of Jaffa Diaries, a podcast mm-hmm. documenting the experiences of African immigrants in the diaspora. All right. And today we have a record number of guests on the podcast. Yeah. Not one, not two. Ladies and gentlemen, three lovely What's ladies joining no, us no, today. No, <laughs> <laughs> we have the ladies of Africa, Africa Lipsa podcast here. Hello. Hi, guys. Welcome. Um, but if you are, yeah, if you are listening on their podcast, then I guess it's, it's welcome to us. Okay, so this is what we'll do. We'll introduce ourselves, then they'll introduce our, themselves, then, you know, everyone will be accredited. Then we'll do our you know? intro, yeah. There you okay. go, there you go. Abim, kick us off. Okay, hello all. My name is Abdel Nusola. I am one of two of Jaffa Diaries. We are a podcast that documents the experiences of African immigrants in the diaspora. Yes, and I'm Malik. I'm the second half of Jaffa Diaries that likes to document the experience of immigrants in the diaspora. And fun fact, Abdel Nusola and I are siblings. Yes, we'll let you guys guess who's older. <laughs> the ladies failed <laughs> tragically. But I'll let you guys guess, yeah. And our guest. Wait, do your listeners not know who's older? No, our listeners definitely know. I, I think your listeners wouldn't. Yeah. Mm. Oh, our listeners. Okay. 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 Yeah. okay. Yeah. I usually like to flex my age on a beam okay. solar, so they know. They know. Yeah, they are way. I'm screaming. Yeah. <laughs> wait, so wait, so does she call you um brother? God, by she do. <laughs> I mean, it's three years. If you ask your mother and father, that's the proper protocol. Exactly. It's always a full university. It's a college diploma. See, give me four, five years in here and can start talking. Yeah. You've come you've come to America and you've accepted these Western ways and you've forgotten your culture <laughs> back home. <laughs> My mom says that all the time. That is too funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Matilda, did you want to introduce yourself first? Sure. Um, my name is Matilda, and I am one of three of the Africa Lipso podcast, and we are a, po- a bi-weekly podcast mm-hmm. at this point, um, and we just talk about everything surrounding being Nigerian, and we are also in the diaspora, so we have an overlap yeah. here, I think. But yeah. Yeah. And you guys are in Canada, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You guys are our first Canadians. Okay, you guys can go. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Wait, where? What's her? You're our first Canadian. The first Canadians. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting because there are a lot of Nigerians. I know. Now, it's based so on networking. It's an honor. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's okay. We'll get, we'll get to that. Let's, let's finish our introductions. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> True. Okay, I can, I can go. Okay. Um. Hi, everyone. My name is Imama Igyanu. 
I don't know where I wrote my full government name. I don't know. I was anyways, my name is Imama, but as well as middle middle. Name... <laughs> Yeah. So my middle name is Tiffany. So um some people do call me Tiffany because they can't pronounce it. Mama, but my preferred and first name is Imama. <laughs> but I mean Tiffany is on my passport contrary to popular opinion because some people think that made I made it up. No, my parents gave me is on my birth certificate, is on my passport. Yeah. It's been my name. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Um, I'm also one of three of the Africalypso podcast hosts. Um, a podcast that, like Matilda said, just documents, um, I guess, ni- like the experience of Nigerians, like young Nigerians and just everything related to Nigerian society, culture, bands, all those things. And just Nigerians in the diaspora. And um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about us. I guess Matilda and I have known each other for a while. Um, we went to secondary school together, went to university-ish together, oh, first job-ish together uh, as well. Yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh, she's totally <laughs> free. <laughs> but it's literally the other way around. Actually, it's the opposite <laughs> way, okay, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> it's the other way okay, around. Okay. Are you guys, yeah, guys living together? No, Are you no. sure? Actually, Hadiza and Matilda, but I'll let I'll let Hadiza get into that because Hadiza and Matilda yes. are together. Mm-hmm. So technically, Matilda is a stalker here because she has stalked Hadiza and wow. I throughout our lives. <laughs> or, 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 I'm um, the glue that holds the she podcast together. I'm I'm really really awesome. <laughs> I can't lie, I like Matilda's yeah. point of view. Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. I don't like it. For <laughs> <but> sure. <laughs> okay, let's go to the D. Hi everyone, my name is Dizzy D, um, but you can also call me Hadiza. Um, So I'm the third host of the podcast, Africalypso podcast, and Matilda and Imama have already spoken about what the podcast is about. We do like gist, Um, Mm -hmm. we have a whole half of our podcast dedicated to gist, so that's one thing to highlight um and how do i know how did i know matilda um we met actually in first year university and then we lived together for like most of our university careers mm-hmm. literally yeah and then i met imama through matilda so matilda mm-hmm. might indeed be the school can I yeah. what did i say what did i say okay, i mean it is true yeah <laughs> Um, okay, so we're essentially here today to like get your you guys's um African immigrant story experience. How'd you guys end up in Canada? I would love to know all about that. Um and in the process, I think we're going to get to know a lot about each other today. Um but Matilda, let's start with you. Uh what is your Jaguar story, please? How did you end up in Canada? I just realized I just realized I realized when um we uh we were going to come on the podcast that we even though we talk about it in bits and pieces on our podcast, we really haven't really gone into our like our journey as immigrants, mm-hmm. but I, I think it really comes um, from the point of view of the time that we were migrating here, it wasn't really seen as Jackma. Like it wasn't. It was. Yeah, yeah. It was Yeah, it was before it was cool. Before it was necessary. Yeah. 
Yeah, necessary, yeah, yeah, I would say before it was necessary. And I think it, our set was like one of the last couple of sets, I would say, that migrated with with the option of going back to Nigeria. Mm, yes. Like, yeah. we, I came here not necessarily thinking I was going to stay here, True. to be very honest, because I had a cousin that had gone to school in London and she went yeah. back home. Like she lives in Nigeria still. Like people around me would go back to Nigeria. So when I came here, I actually did come for mm. school. Um, what year was that? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, let's, let's do the age. Yeah, for sure. It was 2013 and I was wow. 16. Okay. Okay, that's fair. So, okay, the year is 2013. <laughs> and what song was reading? Please. Lord. Please. By Roy. <laughs> I'm setting the scene. I'm oh, setting Royal. the scene. By yeah. Lord. Yeah. Oh, are you actually, are you serious? Was that actually the song reading yes. at that time? Yes. It was 2013. I think. Yeah. Beyonce's like, she said it's now I've seen it. Yeah. Okay, what, what about Afrobeats um, wise? Let's set it within our culture. What was reading that year, 2013? Mm. Azonto, what happened? No, was really dead. No, that's, no, was I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I do remember listening mm. to a lot of Fuse o- yeah. ODG. Yeah, mm. in first year. Oh, that was Kukiri. Um, but what? No, Kukiri was was the year before. 2012, 2013, Sha. 2012, what 2013. What happened in 2013? That era. Like, I don't know. I, I was listening to John Legend, All of Me, like, guys. I wasn't listening to... I remember. No, that was 2012 still, I think. Oh, was that 2012? Okay. Because, I, I mean, I, I, mean, I only remember because I'm picturing myself in SOC at that time. So, that's why I remember all the songs. 2013 uh, is such a random Okay, now that we know what music was I think it was, was a random year. <laughs> <laughs> okay so um i came the route that um a lot of nigerians were coming back then which was to um what we call college which is essentially just year 12 doing grade 12 all Mm -hmm. over again um and a lot of schools international schools would offer that as a transition into university because um the systems are kind of different Mm -hmm. and it gave us more or at least at that point in time we believe that it gave us more um opportunities in terms of like choices of university Mm -hmm. so my dad knew a couple of people that their kids had gone to this school columbia international college um in hamilton and my dad honestly did the whole thing. First of all, I thought I was going to Covenant <laughs> because my brother had gone yeah. to Babcock. So that's that's how much I I really no, I, I, I did jam, I did um the whole application thing. So that's why when I say I came to university in, in Canada, not really necessarily thinking yeah. initially that I was, because my dad was moving like it could really mm. be either way. Um but then I ended up in CIC. Not really um, my application. Like, it wasn't me that applied. It wasn't me that did anything. But it was absolutely Decision, my dad's yeah. thing. And then I did university. How did you How did you take yeah. the, I guess, the first initial conversation where he's like, mm, you might be going to Canada instead? I'd say he wasn't really a conversation it wasn't much of a conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> i was yeah. 16 Not the, and it was you. just like it wasn't i order you like in in that i mean i, I thought i was going to cover that and my dad said i'm going to canada um yeah, am i yeah, 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 yeah. Like, no, i want to go to cover there was still no. 
You're exactly. ruining my life. Like he was one pain to me. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I was scared of going to Covenant because I knew they had really strict yeah. rules. And um, I saw Canada as like my place to exert even more yeah. independence and stuff. So um, it was more that more so than like greener pa- pastures. I was 16, so I wasn't really thinking much. Yeah. I'd say ahead. I was thinking more like yeah. freedom and et cetera. So, yeah. Okay. Tiffany, right. you want to tell us about your jackpot story? <laughs> Excuse me, now you call it me. Yeah, it's government name. That's what you do. I mean, honestly, it works. It works. If this um, if this podcast yeah, gets like two thousand likes, Tiffany is going to post a picture of her passport. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> wait. Let's go back a little bit. <laughs> no, but it's just like a random. But um, actually, I think my story is kind of similar to Matilda's in that um. It's the year 2012. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I came here in 2012. I actually didn't do year 12 in um in Lagos. Okay. So my brother, I had like an I have an older brother, and he actually was already in Canada. Yeah. And I guess like we had kind of realized that kind of like what Matilda said, where the whole pre-university thing, because I also did that, was basically year 12. So my parents were like, okay, instead of me doing year so 12 in that. Lagos in Nigeria, I would just come and do my year 12 over here okay uh so i didn't do jam but i didn't do iec i didn't do any of those fun things <laughs> literally yeah from year, to, year yeah. 11 fun. fun yeah i literally left from year 11 to canada in 2012 and i did pre-university and it was interesting because like obviously i was excited to come because my brother was here and like i was like oh it's canada it's gonna be yeah. cool but also i think like i was also sad because in a way it's like you you want to experience like extensions in your huh. 12. You want to experience like, you know, being like a proper prefect and all mm-hmm. those things. And like, you know, I was, they had made me a prefect as well before yeah. I left. Head oh, girl, yeah. actually. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't, I, Imama already knew she was leaving, was, but she still applied. applied I know. And she <laughs> That's tough. Honestly, it was um yeah. I just I want to experience yeah, it. Yeah, so I, I, I understand really that. Like yeah, experiences. Yeah, and I just wanted to experience it. Um, so I got to be that for like two weeks in. Um, what was it? What's the thing that we go for? C-school. That C-school. thing that C school. Oh, C-school. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, let's establish. Where did you guys go to school? Because why did we all do C school? <laughs> what well, we went? We went. Oh, I don't think was that. Oh, you know, Seth. Was that far from us, Abim? I don't think so. We were oh, no, in, um, no, I think, no, I think it is. What school did you guys go to? We went to, we went to That's actually far from us. I think I just placed oh. Seth mentally now. Yeah, I think that's actually far from us. Seth it's is on the main road. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. So close yeah. to Kedja. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I was kind of sad that I was leaving because I didn't oh. get to experience all those like SS3 lifestyles and yeah. stuff. <laughs> exactly <laughs> but like um i was too excited because i came and my brother was here and like you know he sports me a little bit and i got to experience canada and in a way be like ahead of my sets by like you know one year mm-hmm. so that was that was also interesting and um yeah, so I came in 2012. And the reason why I actually remember that Azonto was winning that year was because uh-huh. they used to they used to do that thing. It was like, Tiffany, oh, I don't know if you guys oh, know. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they used to do it a lot. 
So every time I just watch it, like somebody just like Tiffany, uh, and I was like, okay, guys. Yes, you're finished. I'm so sorry for you today. Yeah. I'm screaming. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so. Interesting. <laughs> I did that pre university, and then after that, I went to uni. And yeah, so that was my Japa experience. Uh, actually, one thing similar to Matilda, I think I also wasn't necessarily thinking of like staying, staying like that. Mm-hmm. I think like I came and I was like, okay, I'll go to school and we'll see how it goes. Like, it wasn't a thing where it was like, I must stay because then like Nara was still relatively strong. I think it was like 150 or something like that. Like it's like I was in a way we were bowling. <laughs> we were bowling and like you know doing well. So it was like I didn't need to stay if I didn't want mm-hmm. to stay. I was thinking of oh maybe I'll go to England to do my masters. Maybe I'll go back to Nigeria. So it wasn't really a thing where I felt like I was going to come and stay here forever. Yeah. It was just like I'm going to come do school yeah, and we'll see yeah. how it goes from there. We so, have yeah. options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's my story. Dizzy D, okay. the floor is yours. Oh, honestly, this story is very similar. So, um, <laughs> I was in Lagos. I was finishing grade eleven, and then, um, you know, I wanted to actually go do A level. So my dad, sometime I think, maybe early grade eleven or end of grade ten, he was like, "You're gonna, you're going to be applying out of." Nigeria so start kind of looking for schools and they sent suggestions as well so my focus was kind of on um, going to the UK but then at that time the the schools I had applied to are that I really wanted to go to they said I was too young to start A levels so they kind of postponed my start date to like a year like I would have to do a gap year essentially before doing A levels and I didn't want to do a gap year like in my father's house like I was too excited to be that's out. a word so, that's a word yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so um you know and then um I think someone suggested Canada and then we just kind of looked into you know schooling here so like similar to both of them it was really for school purposes I wasn't thinking of the potential of staying in Canada. In fact, I was just looking at it. It just looked like an extended holiday for me. Sure, I was going to school yeah. and stuff, but like a, a reason to like escape the house and like experience like a new culture and stuff like that. I would go on YouTube to search like what my school looked like, what would mm-hmm. be, and also I I ended up going to Vancouver when I came, so I had the option of. They were like, oh, CIC or like, which is where Matilda then went to or Bodwell. And at that time I was like, oh, you know, this is unknown territory. Let me, let me do adventure and go somewhere with anybody else. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so I found myself in Vancouver. So at that time it wasn't, it wasn't about um, staying here. Also, crazy enough, you were talking about um, the exchange rates, my uh, mama, like crazy. Cause at that time, I thought it was a loss. Like I would be yeah. like calculating, yeah. like damn, like one fifty dollar is one Canadian dollar. Like that's a loss. Yeah. Like I'll be counting pennies. And stuff. How you feeling now, girl? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can only hope and pray that things return. <laughs> I still, like, went up to eight hundred this week. I almost choked. I was like, guys, yeah, let's take a crazy. second. <laughs> I think Take it's a, a second. As of today. That's, That's insane. Like, what? Really? I can't imagine what international students are doing. I can't imagine that people actually still saying yeah. that. I, don't know I think. Reporting. Yeah. Because the school fees, they reduce. Yeah. 
in beef school fees increased. Yeah, because... Like it literally if it keeps increasing. Yeah, yeah I think no, I think insane. the landscape is getting much more different even in Canada because um when Naira was doing very well, that's when the pre-university thing was very popular. But I think it's getting less and less popular now because people are like, Why spend money so you can do grade yeah. twelve mm-hmm. right. yeah. yeah. twelve in Nigeria? So a lot of people are directly applying to university and mm-hmm. it's just fine, but I find that some people are struggling more because of it because at least we got one year to still yeah. assimilate into yeah. the system mm-hmm. like even though we were surrounded by like yeah, I was gonna um, say, a lot of international students. i don't even know how much assimilation i assimilated <laughs> yeah i think we can get a bit more into it yeah. because that unique experience it you thought you were assimilating because you were in Canada, but really you were surrounded by a lot of okay. other international yeah. students yeah and also in CIC, at least, they did everything for yeah. us, literally. It was a boarding school. They organized our food. They took us to, to school. They took mm-hmm. us on trips. It like, was just boarding school abroad. A, yeah. a full ride. It was <laughs> yeah, just boarding school yeah. abroad. So, like, we never really got to immerse ourselves. So, really, university was the first time we were um, really interacting with Canadian mm-hmm. Canadians. Um, but I would still say that we it helped a lot education yeah. wise because you know things like citation and stuff hey, is not a thing that we did a lot. Citation fee right there. That was the day I knew that I think all that my education go, go, go. was nonsense. Yeah. They didn't because you'll be writing Google.com yeah. on your on your presentation. <laughs> Wikipedia. Wow. Wow. Yeah, no, we definitely exercise yeah. Wikipedia for you sure. Guys, if you, yeah. if you guys saw my life flash before my eyes the first time my professor said he's going to film me for plagiarizing i said excuse me sir first of all what is plagiarizing <laughs> <laughs> can you define the term are you screaming yeah the first and foremost uh, yeah please before you punish me what explain the crime and i know my crime this guy is too funny <laughs> Yeah. Wait, wait, but can imagine the stress of learning that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, mama, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna ask um how you guys japaned. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I you want to go first. I'm screaming. Or sorry, no. that breath is actually killing me. Or let me go first. Let me go first since my experience happened yeah. first. Yeah, yours happened first. Yeah. So as the older, yeah. Yeah. That's my brother Malik. You get. You get. When I when I say when I say I use the sincerity to flex, so you guys thought I was joking. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so um my first coming to America was also 2013. Um I did a little bit of a gap year actually in California with family because I didn't start school until the fall, but I left Nigeria in January of 2013. So up on, okay. from January up until August, I was just literally chilling. Um, hanging out mm. with my family who was in the U.S. Then I went to school. The plan was always to go to school. That was the path. Um, I didn't really have any plans. I didn't even formulate the plan of, oh, I might just come to school. I'm going back. I might come in and stay in. I wasn't even thinking that far. I was just so excited about yeah, yeah, you yeah, 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 I was just so excited about coming to the U.S. and starting school and this new journey and adventure. Only, you know, I didn't know where to take me. I was just more so caught up in that hype rather than just thinking, is this a, it didn't flag as a Japa experience. Like, this was just what everyone did. Like everyone, the school we went to, everyone just went to either the UK or America for school. So it was just yeah. all part of the flow. It didn't really feel like a Japa at the time, but yeah, for the most part, it was just come get this degree, then reevaluate at the end. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, none of us left under duress. I, I think you. Yeah. I think you're right. I think we were the last. Yeah. We were the last people that were somewhat, you know, lucky that it was even going home was even an option. Yeah. Yeah. Option, yeah. Because yeah. okay, so I also wasn't really thinking about jackpying in that way to like stay, but I had the extra layer of. By the time I started, by the time I moved to the U.S., my parents had also made the move to the U.S. So they were actually uh, here a year before me. They left me in boarding school for one year. Uh, we will not get into the abandonment issues. Yeah, I'm going to keep repeating <laughs> that because Ebola showed you pepper that year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what, what do you mean uh, Ebola showed you pepper? It was, was the year Ebola. that Ebola touched down Lagos, yeah. And I was also oh, in Tell me why I thought you got Ebola. Uh, uh, girl, <laughs> and I'm standing. Whoa. No, 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 no. Um, I said, is this a testimony? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, so they were already here. And so when they kind of mentioned that they wanted to move, like it just made sense. I bet Abim is the last person here. I'm definitely going. Um, but again, at the time, we weren't necessarily being chased out. I almost was still thinking like I will still go home, do NYSC after school and then, you know, see what I'm doing after that. But I don't know whether it was 2020. After answers, I said, I've been, but yeah, you'll be looking straight wait. at the America in front of you. Wait, oh, what wait, year up until you... 2020? What so I left, I left Nigeria in 2015. So I graduated in 2015. I also did a gap year. And then I started college in 2016. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. At the, at the height of the downfall. I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, at the very beginning, yeah, because I just remember one day waking up and exchange rate had, yeah, and then it just kept scattering anyhow. And I was just like, oh, thank god they're not paying international school fees, actually. Yeah. Thank god, yeah. oh, true, because at that oh, time they had, no, true. yeah, 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 and okay. yeah. yeah, and I feel like our parents being here was also a pretty big factor in maybe not going back home because. I evaluated it for a little bit. Actually, to be fair, there was, it was the pandemic year. I was I bought a ticket. I was going to go back home for a year. I was going to do NYS, all of that. But coming to that conclusion, I had to really, really think about it because for the most part, when I was thinking about going back home, I was going to go back to my house. Like my mom and dad were there. Like I knew a home I was going to. I knew that it wouldn't be too tough. I won't have to struggle that much under you know, my parents' umbrella. But me going back mm-hmm. in 2020, because they were here, it was going to be a little harder than I thought because I was going to be by myself, you know? Yeah. Then mm-hmm. I'd probably be... And you'll still be paying rent? Yeah, or you'll be staying in a cousin's house, house or, something or something like that, yeah. And you know, you can't move, you can't move mad the same way if it's your own father's house, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it was, it was yeah. pretty... It was pretty a difficult, a pretty hard decision to come to. But I wanted it for myself just, you know of scenery and i'm actually fortunate to have a blue passport so i can always come back whenever i want so that oh, was Shana. okay let's start on us now start on us so, 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 so,
So, and we served it up. Moving on, moving on. It was, it didn't feel, it didn't feel as. Uh-huh. It's people that have passport that are always saying moving on, moving on. It's not a big deal to you again. Yeah. yeah. So it didn't really feel as scary. It didn't feel as scary at the time. Yeah. And then when COVID happened, yeah. and you know, the literally the airline canceled my flight back home. I was like, Malik, the universe is telling you to behave yourself. But that face your front. And stay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm curious though, because at the time I moved, I was 17 going on 18. I think Malik about the same. You guys started kind of early though, yeah. like 16. Yeah, I came at 15. Hey. 15 as well. Did you guys feel mature enough to make that move yeah. at that time? What was that like? child (laughs) but you know what i think then (laughs) i think then i probably thought i was mature also because Mm -hmm. like all my life i was in boarding school even though my boarding school experience was interesting in that i used to go home like every weekend and then every two weekends (laughs) so it's like i wasn't like in boarding school what they they call that weekly boarding weekly boarder yeah But, um, so, I mean, but I think even just being in boarding school, like, in a way prepared me. And when I came, like, I obviously came with my mom. My mom stayed with me for a bit before she left. So, okay. that was also nice. But I remember, like, even when she left, I used to, like, I used, I'm a very emotional person. I used to cry a lot. You used to cry? <laughs> yes. I literally, so, the walk from, so, first of all, it was very cold. Because I came when it was, like, close to winter. I literally came September 28th. Why give you guys that date? I don't Why you remember Why that date? Why you know that date? Yeah. How do you remember that date? What? It's just like, I don't know, it's just in my head. But that's when I came, Sha. And like, winter literally was like about to start. So mm-hmm. when like my mom had left, like winter was like kind of already in. Yeah. Well, Sha started, Sha. And the walk from my house to the bus, I used to take the bus to school. Like, I guess my experience was slightly different from Matilda's in that us, we actually like navigated the city ourselves <laughs> so um we used to enter like the public bus and the walk from my house to the bus stop was like maybe like 10-15 minutes so i would literally be walking in the snow and crying i'm so sorry no Aww. honestly i mean it's funny now but then i was just like i used to cry but i used to talk to my mom like every day so it wasn't like the worst thing to be honest but yeah, I don't think I felt like maturing. I think I felt like I could do it, but like looking back, I definitely don't think I was mature enough to like handle that by myself. But yeah. I definitely felt in that moment like, okay, I'll cry sometimes, but ultimately everybody's doing it. I can do it. I had my friends and I still have friends from then now who like I had friends who became family. So it's like we we're all mm-hmm. kind of doing it together mm-hmm. and helping ourselves mm-hmm. through it that it didn't feel like the worst thing in the world. I'm that so sorry. Did you, did you ever just feel like, man, I could have been head girl right now instead of walking in the snow? <laughs> okay. Actually, no, I don't think I ever felt that way. Because <laughs> like, I was like, I mean, ultimately, I'll still come here anyways and walk in the snow. So let yeah. me just walk in the snow and get it over with. Fair. Yeah. Fair. So that Fair. Was, yeah. yeah. Okay. Adisa, what about um, you? Do you feel mature oh yeah i was definitely young i mean crazy enough then i i always thought i was old for some reason i think i've always felt like i was old i'm like the first born so probably that was it so i mean wow. i basically first daughter. Yeah. yeah unfortunate fortunate or unfortunate but um i guess i yeah. feel like um well, I I mean, I cried. My dad is the one who dropped me off. And, like, I cried when he was dropping me off. But I think pretty much when he left, I was like, okay, yeah. 
Five to have fun, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like, not five to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. She was so ready I to leave the house. That was yeah. ready. Yeah. Like, you guys don't understand. <laughs> so, um, I feel like, I, like, looking back, I definitely was young. Like, I can't even, like, I look at 15 year olds now, and I'm like, I can't imagine having a 15 year old child going across the like the seas to drop them off in the globe essentially yeah and you're just like i remember before leaving nigeria my dad being like i just like, you know you're going to be alone don't disgrace <laughs> you don't disgrace us <laughs> 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 do the right thing yeah let god lead you yeah. that as well yeah yeah my mom definitely yeah like not nigerian parents thinking that I mean, that was um, my experience starting out. Um, I mean, my school was very much like, it was in North Vancouver, so very much tucked away from everything. So, like, if you wanted to mm. go downtown, you have to kind of journey out into downtown. So, I think most of the time, students kind of stayed within a certain area, which was kind of more of a quiet area and stuff like that. So, it wasn't too... It didn't feel like like a steep, like, hill to kind of get over. And also, like, most of our school were, were like, international students as well. So, everyone was pretty much in the same boat, so... Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you can suffer together. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's kind of what it was like. But I didn't feel like I suffered at all. (laughs) Like. Yeah. (laughs) No, I don't. Sorry. Are are you were you done with your story, Hadiza? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I feel like you haven't. I actually haven't. We haven't proper discussed like what that was like given our age, but. I don't think, at least where I was, because we all went to different schools, so of course we had different experiences, but I don't think I'd... I think the last time that I cried that my parents were, like, leaving me at school was, like, year seven, mm-hmm. because... No, well, well, I mean, Martina, because, your experience is different, right? Like, I mean, sp- like, speak about your secondary school experience and yeah. make more sense in context. Yeah, I guess in context, like, my parents lived in Port Harcourt, and okay. I went to school in Lagos, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I would probably only see my parents like longer holidays. My aunt also lived in the same estate that the school was in. So like okay. their thought process was like, oh, your, your your relative is close by. So like for midterms and like shorter breaks, they can take care of you and stuff. And then we'll see you over the long break. Um, when you said abandonment issues, I was like, yes, girl, yes. <laughs> Not trauma bonding. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I'm literally the poster child. Yeah. But um yeah, so like I think when I was moving to Canada initially I was like that's crazy like I'm going to be this far away from my family. Then I was like it's lucky the same thing. Yeah. Like uh, it's it. the same thing I was already away. So then I somehow like didn't feel like it was that big of a deal like my brain rationalized it like Mm -hmm. there was no difference me being a thousand miles away and me being like however far Potakot is from Lagos yeah um so like 
yeah, it didn't feel like a big deal. So my parents did come and drop me off and everything. In university, they didn't drop me off. Oh, they literally just sent me to, um, from Lagos to Ottawa. And they mm-hmm. said, oh, yeah, you figure out fresh and everything. Yeah, you already know Canada Road now. Just yeah, no, that one worry. was crazy. <laughs> but I did not. How did your in parents my, drop you off for university? Yeah, like my dad did. So my dad came with me. Oh yeah, me. no, my parents, my parents didn't drop. Oh, they did. University. My brother did, but then like my uh, my mom came to visit like a few weeks after. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah no, oh. I, I'm telling you, nobody came with me. Oh, like <laughs> no one came to see me after. Oh, like I hate to break it to you. Like I wrote my. Oh, I felt that. I feel Malik, like Malik even flew in from where? Where were you feeling? Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw a big brother. It was a full other goes to school. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love that. That, that is so nice. Yeah. Yeah. But after Adagos that, you think my mother saw that school again? Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh, you know, it's so funny. I feel like a lot of people actually say that where like their parents come once and that's the end. At yes. the, in the beginning so just, and at the end. Yeah, let me just see what's happening. Yeah, at yeah, graduation. Yeah. 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 Me too. I think I had a nice oh a nice moving in as well. I can't cap. I felt bad though. Like because it was just your mom and dad have been so that moved me in. And as soon as like mm-hmm. as soon as like they just finished helping me put the last box down. I started chasing them. I was like, I guess can't. Yeah, we go. Oh, we go. Oh, we go. Oh, my gosh. Because yeah. the university starts now. Yeah. <laughs> you are wasting my time. Yeah. So, like, I felt like yeah. just um to, like, talk about, like, feeling unprepared and all that kind of stuff. I didn't even think I spent a couple minutes to think about it. I was just so full of zeal. I was like, excited mm-hmm. about the moment. I was just ready to go. It's not until like maybe America say America and I was like okay one or two is, yeah. one or two is going on here but like initially I was, yeah. I was on straight vibes. Mm-hmm. Can you speak more on that? <laughs> what do you mean America started America in? Because America has been America in from the jump, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> since I was born. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. But can you explain what you mean? Uh, like, I mean, going to school is a little harder. The school system is a little more... Like, I think university was a, was more challenging than I anticipated it to be, you know? Because I don't know, for some reason, mm-hmm. I had this mm-hmm. I had this notion that, oh, what, what, going what? to school in America, <laughs> those guys don't know anything. This, this Stuff like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why do Nigerians <laughs> think that? <laughs> because Nigeria, actually, Nigerian I, things, Nigeria thinks that, think that things that are easy like are easy like they think they think that like things we that, like, have a superiority yes so like as i had yeah. to actually spend time studying i was like oh wow okay then yeah then you know you know the racism you know understanding different dynamics mm-hmm. social settings all of that mm-hmm. okay then when you finally realize that you know like nothing is going to move forward or nothing's going to happen unless i take charge of it you know i felt like i lived in a bubble of you know so there's always someone around to help me or knows one or two this one was like malik if you don't do it or if you don't start thinking about these things yeah. nothing is gonna happen so that's when i started realizing yeah. okay i'm after it's not just all vibes let's 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 take a breather here yeah that's one thing i will say about america there there's a lot of resources available to you especially in, in like university but it's the kind of thing where you have to advocate for yourself you have to seek them out mm-hmm. oh, Otherwise, so sorry for you. Mm. Right. Problem. Wait, but like at 17 slash 18, did you guys feel ready to come to like, or to move to America? Or did you feel 
still very young. I felt I felt ripe. <laughs> I felt ripe, ripe. to move. And not I knew, ripe. <laughs> <laughs> I that was not a necessary word to use. to use to describe that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Abusa, I, I have knew, a yellow card. Yeah, I was ready. yeah um no i felt ready because to be fair also by the time i was leaving nigeria i was so ready to like be done i don't know what was chasing me out of lagos but mentally i was done with nigeria i was ready to like you know enter this new phase um and then also my parents were very big about like you know how people did like oh they'll skip parmify or they'll skip something or whatever they were very big on us being in the same class as our age mates. So part of doing that gap year, I also did a gap year before I started um, uni. They wanted us to be 18 so we could start at 18 with mm-hmm. other American college students starting at 18. So yeah, at the time I felt like this is the age that you are supposed to be going to university. So I, I didn't feel I didn't feel like I was underprepared or not mature enough to do it, yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you guys do during your gap year? Like... Assimilation. Yeah. Did you travel like, zero? Yeah. No, no. Um, I spent my gap year in my parents' house because <laughs> my parents had moved to Yeah. Um, it was not the freedom joy okay. that, that the people were expecting. Yeah. Um, because I think honestly, my gap year was pretty depressing. Not even gonna hold you because I moved to a new country. Oh. I was in a new state. I didn't know anybody. Um. I literally got a job at Home Goods so I could leave the house, you know, for a few hours in the day. I didn't know any of the people who worked there. They all sort of went to high school together. And, you know, high school kids, we're not the nicest people. Yeah. Like, we're not great at yeah. like, you know, Very good. high school kids these, these yeah. days. I literally walk the other way. I'm it's afraid so of crazy. them. I'm afraid. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, so I was counting down until starting college i think a good chunk of my gap year was also spent like touring schools to see where i wanted to go yeah yeah, mm. yeah. for me gap year it wasn't too bad because again like i knew i was going to start school in the fall it was just a matter of where so i think mm-hmm. i i ended up taking um, classes at like the local community college you know just to stay busy and be doing something i was living with my uncle at the time uh, a scholar I, I didn't have anything doing. I didn't have anything doing. <laughs> yeah. So I think I I did that up until like May. Then in the summer, I think we did some traveling. Like Bim came. Uh, my parents came. Mm-hmm. I was hanging out with my older cousins in Chicago. And I was living their lifestyle. And that was very much fun to me at the time as well. So yeah, mine was mine was pretty good. So sorry, Abim. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So sorry. Um, I was gonna ask you okay, guys. I you go for it. Yeah. yeah, because um, I wanted to know when did Canada start feeling like home? Tiffany, you talked about like you know like when you were going it, going through it with other people, it didn't feel as bad, right? Like when you make a community, yeah, you can start you know <laughs> getting some resemblance of home. When did you, when did you start getting comfortable? When I probably got my first apartment. Okay. I think. Yeah, I feel like that was it. Because 
I think first year I was living on res, so like uh, residence, and okay. like I was. Love how she said the res, like was supposed to just be low. So that's why, that's why I explained it her residence, like on campus. Yeah, appreciate, yeah. And um, and I was sixteen, and I think kind of like you know when you had mentioned starting university at eighteen and how it felt like that was when you're supposed to start. I feel like for me, it did not feel that way at all because. I was 16, I was in engineering, everybody was like 18, 19. Mm-hmm. I felt like, I feel like even when I came to SOC, I probably felt more comfortable. So when I went to my pre-university, I felt more comfortable than I felt when I was entering university because university, I was so young. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, you're 16, you must be so smart. I'm like, oh no, God. I just skipped 500, 500 days in school. So like, I, no, I'm just Nigerian. <laughs> I'm just Nigerian. <laughs> and they're like, literally, like, school showed me perfect like it was hard so like first year on campus I didn't really feel as co- it was nice though it was fun I had fun but I definitely didn't feel as I didn't feel as home but then um when I was my second year I actually moved off of campus and then I got my apartment with a friend and that was kind of when it started feeling like home because like my dad came he took us shopping and like we literally furnished the entire place like like I, we didn't spend a dime. Like my dad just like finished the entire place, and like you know we bought all these like really comfy couches, and it just felt like you're making your I'm own home. space. And I still yeah. had like you know my friends, exactly, and I still had like you know friends from like you know my pre-university, and then I still had um I had some friends from university as well, and yeah I had like you know my church f- family and my church friends as well. So it's that feel like a lot more like home after I did get my first apartment and then my sister came a couple years later and it just felt like more and more like home. So mm-hmm. I think getting my first apartment really was like the start of it. And then like, you know, my sister coming now kind of almost like sealed it for me. Cause like my brother was already here. So, so mm-hmm. yeah, that was it for me. Fair enough. I feel like making a home quite literally helps a lot. Yeah. I know <laughs> yeah, no, it did. It helps you yeah. feel like home. Exactly. Yeah. Especially when the home was nice because I feel like if I was furnishing that place myself, <laughs> it probably not feel like home because I probably wouldn't have had anything. But because my dad also came to like help us set it up. It just felt like it felt right. Like it felt like okay, now I can kind of like almost begin my life here yeah. in Canada again. Because I was also yeah. in a new city as well from where I did my mm-hmm. university. Yeah. It's like let's yeah. try this again. So that was nice. Yeah. That was nice for me. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that was nice. Yeah. Matilda, how about I had you? a similar experience. Oh, no, go on, Pim. Sorry. I had a similar experience where I think for me too, I didn't start to feel at home in America until I also moved off campus and got my own place and it was a new city. So it felt like, okay, let me try this America thing again now that I know what I'm getting into, if that makes sense. Yeah, at that part, now that I know what I'm getting into, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, when do you start feeling like home? Um, um, I was listening to you guys and I was like, do I actually see Canada as home? Yeah. I, like I guess this. I do now, but I think I was like forced into it during the pandemic, oh. really. Um, but I think it was only till the pandemic and like my world just became so much smaller that I had to like really call. And I, and when I think of home, I don't think of Canada. I just think of like my apartment, but like Canada, does Canada feel like home? I don't think so still. Um, because I still code switch at work. Um, there's still times when people are talking about the system and there's parts of the system that I don't know because I didn't necessarily 
go to school here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, no, not school, but like I didn't grow up here. Mm-hmm. So like when they're talking about their like elementary school system, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I have like, a, <laughs> like I have a question. I guess I'm sorry. I know you guys are the ones asking no, questions, but yes, like a question. No, okay, yeah, so just a yeah. question on Matilda's, I guess, mm-hmm. comment. Do you think, like, the reason why it hasn't really felt as much like home is because, I mean, and I guess learning all these things about, like, elementary school is because you haven't really tried as much to learn about all these things that we don't know about? Because I know, I know for me, sometimes it has felt like whenever whenever things feel not, not that kind of that feels as much like at home, but, like, whenever, like, I don't know something about the system, I'm like, I don't care that much to learn about it. So yeah. I'm like, eh, whatever. It's like, <laughs> like when I cross, when I get that bridge, I'll cross it. So that's kind of yeah. what I'm asking. I'm wondering if it's like the same thing for you, where it's like when you don't know these things and it doesn't feel like home, is it because you haven't really cared to learn, or you genuinely actually tried and you're like, nah, it doesn't feel like home. Like home. I mean, I didn't try to learn because not because I actively didn't want to learn, but because. I don't feel the connection already mm. to the place like that. Like if, like I feel like, for example, in Nigeria, the the mannerisms, like when I think of w- the workplace, for example, in Nigeria, I'll think like people who are just like me, I don't need to explain myself. And that would feel like home. Stressful, but home. <laughs> so like I, there's parts of our culture that I find so stressful, but it's like I know it and it's familiar. It's comfortable, it's like, yeah. Yeah, I I feel like here every couple of months I'm still learning a new mm-hmm. thing. Um, so and I've been here for like ten years yeah. now. So it's like I I want it to feel like home in that it doesn't. There's there should be no pretense. I should just have to be. I can just be myself. But like I can't just mm-hmm. be myself. Um, and but what's crazy though is sometimes when I go to Nigeria, I don't feel at home anymore mm-hmm. either. So um. I, I don't know where home is right now, but I think perhaps maybe when I start having kids mm. and kind of like experiencing it with them as they grow up here, perhaps I'm going to start feeling more like it's home mm-hmm. um, if I have kids here. But um, yeah, I, I would say that I don't quite still feel like it's home. Hmm. Very interesting. We're going to come back Full to that. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. But Dizzy D, talk to us. <laughs> Do you feel home? Honestly, I, I like I like I'd say it depends. I would say not really. Like I feel like throughout the conversation I was like, hmm, what does home feel like? It's been a while. Mm. Like I mean, the last time I felt like home was maybe like um like maybe when I visit my family, I feel like I'm home, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. I can't say Canada, like, does Canada feel like home? It's hard to say. Like, I mean, I do like being in Canada. Canada is good. Like, do you get, but like, I think home for me is more so like where I am within like a small square footage and who's in that Mm -hmm. small area Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know that like it really matters the, country necessarily and also Mm -hmm. interestingly enough i was speaking to i have a friend who's canadian and we were just just on your note matilda about like culture and just feeling like you can say something and people understand you i feel like she she was born in canada but she was saying that she feels like there's no 
kind of one culture within Canada that she can point to to say this is Canadian culture. So it could also be a thing where it's Canadian culture. <laughs> but like I mean hockey is Canadian, hockey is Canadian culture. culture. But like it's still it's still not like I don't know she she just expressed that it's still not like compared to like when she sees Nigerians for example interacting yeah. like there's just a layer of culture that is just not as layered when it in Canada Canadian culture I guess. So um, and that's okay. just it just has to do with like the immigration the amount of immigrants coming into Canada yeah. blending in with the general culture I guess and changing yeah. things up a bit so um so in terms of me I think my home for me depends on who's around and where I am like I like Canada but like ultimately will I leave Canada for opportunities yeah <laughs> so yeah. it kind of depends um interesting interesting i feel like it's i don't know i guess i was shocked to hear that like 10 years in it's still not feeling like home and i can understand the sentiment of where that comes from 10,000 percent because there's definitely moments where i'm just like wow so i'm just in america oh, mm, good to know good to know um but also in the same vein of home is less about where you physically are exactly. and kind of more about like how it feels. Exactly. Like the the comfort that that brings. Um, yeah. And I think... Do you think... Sorry. Go ahead. Do you think it has to do though with the fact that your family, your nuclear family is there with I you? I think... Ten thousand percent. No, Malik shaking his head aggressively. Malik said no. Malik is like, I don't. I don't necessarily. Um, I don't necessarily think so. It's because when my girl was talking, I think it's a mix of that and passport color. I can't lie to you because one, Nigeria stopped having that home feeling for me because my parents are here in that I wasn't going home every December because there wasn't family that I needed to go. Do you know what I'm saying? My mom wasn't like, I want to go to come home. Yeah. I could literally just do a domestic flight and make it home. And two, nobody can drive me from this country. That's the honest truth. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I imagine that if I didn't have the citizenship privilege, that I would still have a layer of, I'm still a visitor. I'm still in somebody else's house. Understand what I'm saying, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I can understand that, I can understand that for sure. I think it's funny that we have you know two different experiences because the, <laughs> the only time, yeah. remember, like the only time I remember that my passport is blue is when it's time to take a trip. Sometimes, like, I mm-hmm. it doesn't factor that much to me in my life. I'm sure it doesn't resonate. That's a significance <laughs> if you ask <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think the privilege yeah. is just cast it. You just cast it. Because yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. people that their passports are yeah. Because if yeah. it was green, you know the yeah. reason that you have to yeah. do 10 yeah. months before. I am, I am yeah. constantly aware that my passport is I've exposed myself. I've exposed Let's myself. But yeah, but like it was more so from like when Tiffany was asking Matilda, like, have you ever like given this place a chance? Like, have you ever gone out to, you know, mm-hmm. experience Canada, you know, it's it's its truest form, its culture, and then say that okay, it doesn't feel like home. I don't even know if I've even had the desire to do that. Like, I haven't caught myself being like, Yeah, I'm 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 be like, okay, let me see what's going on. Like, 
home has mostly been that community that I've created, that that bubble that I have. Then again, mm-hmm. I can also relate to okay, being here, not feeling American, then also going home and not feeling as Nigerian, but then having the mm-hmm. actual comfort in that community that you create. Because when I say I made America a home for myself now and it does feel like home, if you ask an American to look at what that um look at what my America is like, he cannot recognize that at it's, all. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 very it's very different and i think that yeah. that community that we created for ourselves that lifestyle that bubble i think that's our home and i think that's okay and i think that's okay yeah 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 especially i feel like in many ways like still even though it feels home like legally there's still things that happen here that I'm still like, yeah, this is this is different. This is an American yeah. ghetto. Yeah, yeah. This is an American. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And I think like even same ish for me. It's like even though like it does feel like home in that like I feel it does feel like coming down, like I'm cozy and like kind of like what, what my looks are. Like I do have a community of like friends that I grew up with here. Like I feel nice. like most of my friends are here. And like, you know, I have people that I've grown up with here. I do have family here as well. Like I have like aunties and uncles and stuff like that. So I think like, you know, my community also makes it feel like home to me as well. But I think there's also like things like that, like, like what Matilda said, where I'm like, I do actually feel that where having to code switch at work or I recently just started going by Imama at work and Let's I'm like, go. like, you know, things Let's like go. that where it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like it makes yeah. a difference and it's it like, does. I've kind it of gone like, and honestly, I love, I love Tiffany. Like I love the name and everything. It is my name. And I, and that's why I put it in everything. Like I don't just go by, I, my name is just Imama, you know, like I put Tiffany everywhere, but going by my first name that I went by when I was in Nigeria like now going by that, like now at work, mm-hmm. it like, that's the thing that I haven't, I wasn't doing for like the past 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. So like now yeah. doing it, like just like feels different. So it's like things like that where I'm like having to code switch, having to have gone by a different name, having to, yeah. you know, be writing down the pronunciation of my name, like E, man, like those things. Mm-hmm. It's like, it makes it feel like, like an out of body experience. Like, okay, maybe this is not really home, but I do mm-hmm. think like the community and the fact that I did grow up here like i think very soon i would have spent more years in canada than i spent in nigeria and that's mm-hmm. kind of wild to me like i'm like yeah, so i feel like yeah. those kind of things make me feel like okay you know what maybe th- i mean this not maybe but this does feel like home and i you know as much as there are lots of things here that i don't understand or even don't care to understand it like yeah. i'm just recently started to get into their politics for the longest time i was like it's not my business but i'm like no it is my business it's now like, like you know yeah. exactly so like things like that i feel like it's just starting to make it feel more and more like home but mm-hmm. yeah it's an interesting question i don't think i've actually sat down to think about that that much before so interesting mm-hmm. you're welcome <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> yeah in the same vein, though, of like, I guess, feeling like home, can I ask, what are your your immigration statuses? Like, if something happens tomorrow, is it, can Canada kick you out? Oui. Oui. Oui, oui. So, technically, I should have gotten my passport by now, but it's laziness that is currently doing me so mm-hmm. i currently don't have my passport yet so hoping to have it soon let's work um, on that yeah but oh no yes i will by the way so i've gone for the end of this year mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, did you apply now 
That's a great question that you've asked. Yeah, really. question. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to apply before the end of this week. Don't worry. Home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm actually. <laughs> your home has a sterile. Yeah, it does. Please, it does, it's still it home because if I apply now, they by the grace of God, they'll give me. And I don't think it's like they won't give me. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm currently just like a permanent resident. I don't have my passport yet, but it's just it's not because I'm not eligible. It's just because of laziness. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. How long does it take to get permanent residency? Um, so you should have, I guess, like with Canadian experience. Yeah. But you, you guys keep me honest. I think two years, right? There's multiple routes. Yeah, there's multiple routes you can go. But I, I guess we went the Canadian experience um, route because we went to school here. Okay. So um, what happens when you go to university here? Or I can only speak to our experience. Yeah. I guess the university route. Um, you get an open work permit for three Whoa, years. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like you are eligible for that. Like once you finish um, university. Nice. So um, we applied for that. Um, uh, mm, but you have mm-hmm. to apply for it within a certain amount of time oh, after mm-hmm. you finish, like literally after your last exam, not your graduation. Mm-hmm. So I know, I know Wait, someone really? that left it like after your like you get your grades or something like that. It's oh, one of, see, I didn't yeah. even know that. I know someone that left it too long and they had to go back to Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah. Because once you miss Ima. applying, once you miss Ima. applying, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. No, it wasn't me. No, 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 I know somebody. No, I'm just telling you that. I oh, see no, no, no. I'm past that stage. No, I'm past that stage. not there but yeah, so then um, after you apply for the work permit, you have to have a job for two years Okay. Um, out of the three years that they've given you. And then once you're able to prove that you you held a job, I guess, mm-hmm. and you contributed to their economy for two years, after then you get the permanent residence. And now it's Bro. Now it's Bro. And then I think then um, a year, is it a year after that or two years after so that? That you're eligible to apply for a year citizenship. Wow. No, no, no. Okay, a year after, because one more year counted, right? Well, I got mine. I think you switched it. It's around. two years. No, you you switched it. So um, you you get your PR oh, one yeah. year after working. One year. And okay, then yeah. after you get your permanent residence, one year after working, then you get your passport two years after you've had your permanent residence. But that's only if you've been in the. So the years that you've been in the country make up for like one year depending on how so it's three years after you get your permanent resident that you actually get your passport but mm-hmm. if you were in the country like us that came like 500 years ago then all those years <laughs> essentially count for like counts, one yeah. year yeah. yeah so they count for one year then you have to stay two extra years after your permanent residence for you to get your passport so you're looking about for a total years. of three years yeah for a total of three years yeah oh, oh years, i was counting your three-year work permit no, so no, you don't so have to work the whole three years. Okay. okay. Yes. Yeah, you allowance. just have to work one, one year, year after exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, but they yeah. give you three so years. So you can be because... faffing in the country for two yeah. years. And I mean, I get actually, it's funny. That's kind of what I did. So, <laughs> well, not not two years. <laughs> okay. Okay. What is making okay. me sound like okay. a very, very unserious person? This is not true. I'm a very serious person. <laughs> but it's worked out for you. So yeah. it's exactly. Okay. I'm like, but yeah, actually, I was, I didn't get my, I had my work permit and then I actually got a job like, a year and a half into my work permit and then i worked okay. for one year then i got my pr i remember like my work permit actually expired 
So I have to get a bridging. So if a work permit expires, you cannot, like, you technically cannot, you have to leave the country because you're now here illegally or whatever. But because mm-hmm. I applied for my PR before my work permit expired, then I was good to just get a bridging work permit. So that's also one thing. Once your work, once your open work permit expires, you have to leave. Or, or <laughs> exactly, you have to leave unless you have applied for a permanent resident before that expires. Then you can now, like, kind of get a bridging work permit until you get your permanent residence. And if you don't get a permanent residence, then you have to leave. So, okay, yeah. okay. now I understand why we are moving in flocks to Canada. It's to Canada, it's, it's Canada. kind of like an Canada easy-ish process. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, because I think in America, America most here. processes. Yeah. yeah, they do. In this America, if your degree is not What's same the, one what year, what is the process? <laughs> Are you serious? If your degree is not same one year, you either find a job. Wait, so if your degree on. is STEM, I think STEM people have three years. Yeah, they get two um, years, then a one year extension. Wow. That think. is just racism. Yes, don't think we shall. Yeah, and then and then if you get a job you still they still have to apply for a work visa for you and it's not even work visa as in oh we're going to pass around it's all good there's not a lottery system so you might mm. have a job willing to sponsor you to enter, willing to sponsor you for that lottery but they put you in they put you into the lottery so if they don't pull your name even though you are employed and your, your employer said they won't sponsor you you got to go i know a lot of people who are currently really? in canada and currently in the uk because they couldn't get because yes because what? their name wasn't pulled out of that lottery yeah. Yeah. Actually, so, know that's how it worked. Don't come to America, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly, I wonder I like why people still go there. <laughs> yeah. I seriously wonder why people go there because, like, I know because some people America. that have the option between. Yeah. yeah like, what are you going yeah, to do in Canada? The way, no, but the way I look at it, if you're really thinking, if Jackpa is your main ah. purpose, like an intention. Yeah. You can just play the long game because when you get the Canadian passport, so much more opportunities are open mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. And you can still end up in that said America that you want to end up in. But to go to America initially and just have such an uncertain yeah. future. It's crazy. Well, mm. I guess the thing also with America is I think once you make it, you kind of make it because even like when it comes to like salary and stuff like that, and you're but if you don't, you don't. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess if you don't, you don't. But, I mean, I guess it also depends on how you see it. It's kind of like that phrase of like, what if I fall? Oh, but what if you fly? It's like, what if you fly? If you fly, you are flying. Because no, it's like ten thousand percent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's the thing because it's like. I think I feel like it might just be a thing where it's like you toss the coin and you're like, I'm just going to go with what might bring money fastest. Because the same job that you're doing in Canada, you can literally be any times two in America in US dollars. No way. So it's things like that where. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. 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 America oh, and the cost of living in Canada same. is also exactly the exact same company. Same company, same, same role. role. Like I know someone mm-hmm. who was in, I don't remember what job he was trying to get. He was trying to transfer to a job in Toronto, but he was like, the salary is just it doesn't lower. Make like, in fact, like, the Canadian mm-hmm. dream now is to get a job <laughs> in America. No, it really is to get a remote job from Canada no, that actually America. Is. That is the Canadian dream. Because it's like, you will literally be earning in US dollars times so mm-hmm. much in Canada. And cost of living yeah. in Canada, especially if you're in Ontario, is mm-hmm. ridiculously high. Like, it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Well. 
I'd still rather be here. Oh, for like sure. Yeah, Maybe no. I'm <laughs> risk averse. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. But I just, I don't see life in terms of maximum. How much money can I make? Yeah. Ma- that's fair. Oh, no, no. Oh, oh hey, we, that's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. I see Nigeria. I see in terms of how can I not go back to Nigeria? Mm. Okay, I was the surest way to do that. Okay, the surest mm. way to do that. Yeah, at least now I would think of it again. As we mentioned, like when we left Nigeria, it wasn't necessarily in our thought process. But if it was me right now, I wouldn't do America. Mm. Just wow. like, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. You guys are really putting my eyes up to this. Way. I thought it was. I thought Canada, America. I thought it was almost like for like. With pay mm-hmm. and, and lifestyle, yeah, pay lifestyle, everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of? Ad- it's mean, very different. <laughs> yeah, because I think. No, no, no. In some aspects, not every aspect. So, what do you mean, mean like, by in some aspects and every aspect? You said, Malik said he thought Canada was just like America hmm. and Imama said I wish and I was like not really oh, okay. in all I aspects oh, no, no, no. Money, I wish I okay, wish in the money go. aspect <laughs> yeah not yeah, in yeah. other okay, aspects okay, okay. but um but yeah I feel like Malik was gonna say something yeah you guys touched on like how yeah. like I mean the path to citizenship is you know pretty good compared to like the UK and the US it's still a little you know complicado but because it's so easy I feel like I want to know, it's kind of like a melting pot. Like, do you guys see a lot of people from other parts of Africa, from all around the world? It's kind of like a melting point. And what kind of advice would you give to, like, someone, you know, starting out that immigration journey? Like, if it was you all over again, yeah. what kind of information would you have liked well, to have known? Definitely, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say it's so easy to start okay. with, actually. I want to correct that. I think... There's, if you really listen to our story, all three of us, there's a lot of privilege in there. Mm, mm, mm. And um, that's what makes it mm. look so easy and what has made it feel so mm. easy. Yeah. But I would like to acknowledge that it, in truth, it was a lot of privilege to help there. Yeah. The bar of entry, yeah, the bar of actually entering is a bit higher. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, I think. Um, Canada has like a stat where like during the pandemic they they um a lot of people immigrated here or something like they they accepted a lot of immigrants but really what had happened is that they just lowered the they just uh, they lowered the score and they made it easier for people that were already here to become citizens mm-hmm. but the people the the bar is still high for people that aren't here in that you still need to be of a certain financial status mm-hmm. you still need to be of a certain education mm-hmm. like and and etc or skill set yeah. and stuff like that so i wouldn't necessarily say the, it's easy mm-hmm. but also i yeah, mean i just wanted worth to mentioning that we've all been yeah. here for like 10 years and i don't i i think we i mean i don't think we've all gotten our citizenship or even if we have it's probably a recent thing so i feel like that's also yeah. something that is quite interesting as well I honestly um, would say if you're coming, like, and your sole purpose is the jackpot, you want to go to the school route, I would say pick the easiest, not the easiest, but the diploma, the shortest diploma that could get you PR. Because I know someone who, 
this is back when I was in first year, second year. I was looking at her and I was like, oh my gosh, I should have just done this. And it's crazy because that time we didn't even start having money issues. But I was always counting my dad's pockets. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, no, because you're paying like ten times what, what like most yeah. Yeah. So yeah. she came in. She did. I don't know what she did, but it was like a two year diploma. And then she got her PR. She uh, she she worked. She got her PR, and then she actually went back to school to do a degree. So mm-hmm. basically, she got her citizenship quickly, and then she went back to school. So it's, it's still a long process, but mm-hmm. ultimately, if your if your goal is to jackpot, like that is the that's the cheaper the cheaper way to go, essentially, or do a master's or something like. Yeah. Well, I'll add a yeah. caveat to that though because you want to be careful because if you actually do a diploma that is less than two years then they would only give you a work permit of how, however many I think it's one year yeah I think something. it's one year so they only give you a work permit for one uh, year so you only have one year to find a job so you want to make sure that you are doing something that right. that would allow you get that three years so like at least you have like a bit of like a breather and to get that I think their that, website has to get the... a job list i don't know if the website has a list and they kind of show the conversions think, like yeah. what you could get with each yeah i think they do. yeah i think the cic like the so the Canadian CIC. immigration yeah the website yeah but um <laughs> the website <laughs> am i trying it's to think of the immigration no, because if Imama tells you something and your guy had the top <laughs> yeah. no, you're taking us back. <laughs> no, but yeah, so cic.gc.ca. Yeah. Citizenship um, Immigration Canada, I think that's what it is. Yeah, that's what yeah. that what it means. That's what it means. But um, but yeah, and I think just to answer Malik's question as well, Canada is a melting pot. I think there's so many different nationalities, so many different people from places that I have I had never known before I came here. So yeah. and I think like I think like you know one thing um I guess apart from immigration advice, just like personality or life advice that I would give whoever it was that was coming here was just to be open-minded I think like just don't be ignorant because Nigerians can be very Hmm. ignorant (laughs) so Hmm. I think like if you are coming it's really just it's really to not be ignorant because there are things that you say in Nigeria that are accepted or whatever and it's like nobody really says anything and -hmm. you would get into like heaps of trouble here so it's like I mean nobody's saying that you must agree with everything that you see in front of you but just do not be ignorant and be open-minded and like at least speak with wisdom think first (laughs) before you say things so you're not getting into a ridiculous amount of like Mm -hmm. unnecessary trouble that would now prevent your japa journey from finishing (laughs) so i think um that's probably like you know an advice i'd give because like i said it really is a melting pot of different types of people and i think also like probably another thing i would say is um 
actually do your research because I think like sometimes as Nigerians we also like the easy way out where it's like somebody of has done this thing. Yeah. We we love a shortcut. Like it's like ten people have done this since I'm just going to do it. When it's like, you know, like just research and actually see if there are like better ways for you to do it. And just like in general, like just do your research, just even just to prevent getting scammed, to prevent losing money from like doing mm-hmm. things like the longer ways. And just like so many other things. Just do your research and just don't be ignorant and come here with like an open mind and kind of like willing to assimilate is that the right word i think that's the right word really <laughs> to like you yeah, know assimilate like, and yeah um i feel like assimilate or like um acculturation i think is the word you have um, lost me i don't know that word acculturation i have never heard that word before um so assimilation is essentially like you know you're trying to I went to university, <laughs> um, but assimilation is like, okay, you're kind of absorbing into Canadian society, um, and I think that's part of where you now start growing by Tiffany, um, and like, you know, sort of morphing your personality to not try and fit into this new society. Acculturation is like, how can I exist as myself like my true mm. my true face in this new um okay, so space one, and still yeah do. and still like be a part of the society if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah i yeah, know i think yeah, i think that's the one sense. yeah maybe not the other one but this a, a cultural vision one <laughs> Okay, please don't shame me. Like acculturation, acculturation. The other one. Wow, that's what enemies like. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think that's like my advice. Okay, do you have any special advice for the peoples? No, I have to think about this. Oh, actually, I have one that <laughs> I learned more recently. Okay. Actually, um, and it has some. It has more to do with racism and like race kind of interactions, essentially. Because I feel like coming to Canada, you get like inundated with like. I mean, you experience, but you also get told that racism exists, like, and all of these kind of things, right? But I think also still leaving small gap to for benefit of doubt reason being it just allows you to uh, like interact with people without feeling that like you're being aggressed. Like, OK, like or any small like kind of negative interaction from someone who is, let's say, white could be a sign, a sign. Do you get what I'm saying? So. I think that's one thing I would say and that's something I had to kind of learn because I mean it's something I didn't really have at the forefront of my mind but because of all the content you watch and read you kind of have it at the back of your mind and also experiences too but then also after some time okay specifically I had an internship where like literally my whole team like there was not one person of color which in that that is problematic in Canada 
Yeah, the whole team. Wow. Was one person of color. That was one person of color. I mean, I understand black people, but like, yeah. No, um, at least yeah, yeah, in spaces like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. No person of color. Yeah. I mean, so so that that was interesting for me. That was an interesting experience. But then I think in that I really learned that like people like people are people. Do you get what I'm saying? Like and and I think one experience that told me that was I actually so there was a protest happening in Ottawa um relating to this is um truckers what were truckers protesting about i think covid and the covid, COVID um, yeah COVID, yeah so one of my coworkers who is like white had asked you know hey hadiza you know it's really hard i know you're living alone right now do you want to kind of come stay with me for the weekend i have a she had a Aww, nice house so somewhere nice. like in the countryside very nice cabin home like her and her partner had built it themselves very a lot of land and all that kind of stuff so she invited me and then uh, which was first of all very nice and then the second thing that kind of stood out to me was we went to another small town where like there was also barely any people of color and then we entered the shop and this lady was kind of rude just just as in her personality was rude but the thing is if i had approached that woman myself i would have assumed for sure this woman's racist like Mm -hmm. do you get what i'm saying but like i saw her be rude to also like the woman who came with me right and who was also white as well and this the way she was rude i would have assumed this is racism rude but she was just flat out rude so yeah it's just that's her personality so i feel like um kind of just allowing yourself to give people room to really experience people one-on-one and don't look at people as a monolith essentially yeah what i would advise yeah that makes sense for me so i'll take it as well (laughs) (laughs) okay um i think those are all my questions for you guys do you guys have any for us anybody else other questions i have a question would you guys move back to nigeria but not the nigeria now like let's say even if things like did get better say in like two years or are you guys like are are you all just set on the states and canada yeah um i have um so my partner is not nigerian (laughs) um i do not see a vision of him that will be in lagos traffic with me um, I'm screaming. <laughs> I don't see that version of myself either, to be honest. Um, I think, yeah, I feel like I've experienced. Okay, of Abuja. Abuja doesn't have traffic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I think I've just, to be very honest, like I really do see America as home now. Yeah. Oh. Um, <clears throat> I've been able to create that home for myself, and obviously, like it's not the same permanent home, like. If I got a job in a different state today, I'd probably make that move, right? But um, yeah, no, my the way my brain works, <laughs> I don't, I don't see, I don't see Nigeria as home. I would maybe hope for a situation where I'm like, one contract will bring me back home, you know, where we was. So while. you want to be an expert? Wait, now let's go. Because the expert experience in Lagos is different is actually it's so probably different. the best way to, yeah. Yeah. to experience Lagos yeah. 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 like earning in dollars but Thank being you. in Lagos yeah uh, 
that's the dream yeah but, okay, but would you guys move outside of of the states like just like let's say not even back to nigeria like would you move outside like kenya like canada UK, what am i looking for move? what am i looking for in canada <laughs> I'm Wait, screaming. I am, Excuse you. Like, what am I? What am I looking for? <laughs> yeah. Can I answer your question, Imama? Yes, yes. I asked everybody. I think I would. I actually wait, see. You would, I see one? a tweet. Move back to Nigeria. Okay, wait, wait, wait. No, wait. Ni- I have. But today is there? No, I believe it. I believe it because she's still not home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember, first of all, I'm yeah. not home. Yeah, I can believe it. I'm really not home here. <laughs> But also, I think I think it's only given what the conditions that Imama gave because it's like if Nigeria really was working, a lot of us will not be here. And I think the question I I need to dig deeper into your your the question because I think we don't actually imagine a Nigeria that works, and that's what makes a lot of people even when we when Imama says, "Oh, if Peter Obi wins." That's not actually utopia. Like Peter will be winning is not going to lead to the perfect Nigeria. I think we can't actually fathom a Nigeria that works because there's multiple levels of issues in the country that just one president, like a new president, a we need to pull the switch stop. from the back and blow it. Like and literally, yeah. 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 But if there was a Nigeria that works the way that like an American system or a Canadian system works. There's issues with the system, but like it's working. You know, if Nigeria existed in that way, yes, I'd want to be in Nigeria. I want to be surrounded by my family. I don't want, I don't want to be a thousand miles away while mm-hmm. my parents are aging. I don't want to miss knowing my new cousins. I, they're, they're cousins that have been born since I've been here that I literally don't know. Like I go back, I see them, like for two weeks and then I'm out. I don't know them. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be at work and not have to code switch. Yeah, I want to. Tongue. Yeah, I want to know how to speak my language. I want to go back to my village. I want to contribute to my people's politics. I I want to be to Give get to know who word. I am. In <laughs> don't kill me. <laughs> like there's so many. <laughs> there's so no, many I reasons you, why I would want to be in Nigeria over here, but it's just. It, the country doesn't work, so it's like I am going back to destroy my future, where like I could have had a brighter future. It here. can be so destroyed like, if you already was... have a passport, girl. If you go True. back once you have a passport, there's no destruction. But like... the truth is, even now, it, like w- when I do get the passport, I I have dreams of being there for a year, but not necessarily like being there, as Malik said, for like a long time, max a year, because you can only take Nigeria. And, doses like um abim sola said she can't imagine being in traffic for example if in a lagos that works you wouldn't be in traffic like mm. you are only imagine you might not be in traffic because the no no imama there's there's you won't be in lagos traffic okay see there's traffic because yeah. i'm like and there's lagos like toronto traffic toronto traffic is moving it's still very in gross lagos traffic that's good yeah. yes yes <laughs> that's good slow um, in, in Lagos, you are not just sitting in standstill. You are also living in fear that somebody is going to come and break wow, yeah, in standstill, yeah. The, Lagos traffic is not Toronto traffic. Yeah. So 
when when you imagine that you are imagining the Nigeria that currently exists, mm-hmm. but when Imama says a Nigeria that works, I think of not what exists right now, and I mm-hmm. think that's what discourages a lot of yeah. people in, of wanting to move to Nigeria. But maybe we should start imagining where we want to but be, and like, is, perhaps is that the Lulu of us? Is that it's the Lulu? Lulu. It is the so. Lulu. It's the Lulu. I don't think it's the Lulu. Matilda, your, your, your talk is giving Martin Luther King, honestly. <laughs> it's actually... No, but I think you need to be a little delusional for changes to yes, happen. Like, exactly. People, like a lot of, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I actually don't think it's that delusional, to yeah. be very honest. I don't, mm, I, I mean, I don't think it's that delusional. I think that Nigeria can work. I really think that it can and it will work. And it's Wait, just in, our okay, yes, in our lifetime. Yes. What is what is described to me a, a not so delusional version of Nigeria that could work in the next so five to ten years. Yeah. I mean and, okay. and, and explain our path to that place. Okay, can we all relax because I am not and I'm not a politician, <laughs> I'm not an economist, I am not any of these things. <laughs> Because if you can't describe okay, it, then you know, okay, it is you know delusion. You should allow me, give me one week to go and study politics. Now I'll come back to you guys. <laughs> but, okay, no, but like, on a, <laughs> no, but on a serious note though, like I don't have like, so I think me saying that Nigeria can work is not based on like any political wanting, wanting that I oh, know facts. or any, yeah, any facts that I do have with my, like on ground. But I do think like, for <laughs> I do think that like, for instance, I think it's just renewed hope. So I think even with this Peter Obi thing, and I'm not saying that he's going to win the tribunal stuff or he wouldn't win it. I don't know. But I think like the way that hope was like restored, even when like he was potentially coming into power, for me, like that felt like something new. It felt like something fresh. And even from the NSARS, exactly, it mattered. And even the way like the Nigerian youths like rose up with NSARS and then this Peter Obi thing, for me, it just gives me that whole hope that so sorry <laughs> um it just gives me that whole hope that like we actually can and are getting somewhere and i feel like just based off of like all of that like pitao b and size and i also think like combined with the potential of pitao b actually coming into government i don't know if he will but like if he does come in i do think like i don't know i just i feel like it like sparks a new hope that I think can take Nigeria to the next level because I think that I think what we're missing is actually hope. And I think that where there is hope, there is the potential for change. Because I do think that a lot of people have given up. Because even with this last election, I went to Lagos like a few weeks. Like I went to Lagos sometime in June, and I was talking to like my Uber driver who was like a young Nigerian, like probably the same age that I was. And he was saying how oh he didn't vote because he didn't care and blah, blah blah blah. And I think like a lot of Nigerians are like even though we see social media and, like everybody's like oh we voted blah blah. blah but I feel like. The majority of Nigerians are known on Twitter. And I don't think like a lot of Nigerians have that hope that we kind of see on the Twitter streets. So I do think that when that hope becomes more localized and more on the Nigerian, like the average Nigerian feeling that hope, I do think that even in themselves, they will start to behave and move better because they know that their behavior actually will lead to something better. That's just what I think. Because it's kind of like, and I said this on, I guess, the last episode that we dropped the Amiibo Interludes, um, a little no plug to the African <laughs> so Sorry, African <laughs> so I can't say that. But I just said, it's kind of that thing of like, what came first, the chicken or the egg, where it's like, did the bad governance come before the bad people, did the bad people come before the bad governance? Mm-hmm. But I do think that with hope leads to better people, and better people hopefully leads to 
better governance leads to better people, leads to better governance. And I think just based off of that cycle, I do think that Nigeria can work in our yes. time. This and with why. this speech, I hope this I've been able to convince and not confuse. <laughs> 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 That's how Imama won. Yeah. I think it's really okay to ad- admit that that it's a little delusional. Yeah. Like when I say it's delusional, I, I think I hear what you say. Like we should all have hope, but I think we should all be a bit delusional because if you really look at how like deep the issues run, yeah. you would know that it takes a little more than just hope. Yeah. It takes action. Oh, and okay. if you're yeah. like, yeah, if you are a little delusional and like you just hope, I guess delusion. I I kind of see delusional and hope in term in the context of Nigeria yeah. as the same yeah. thing. Because because yeah, you have to be a little delusional to have hope yeah. because the way they've 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 crushed. And they keep crushing yeah. any hope that we have. You mm-hmm. have to be a little yeah. delusional. But okay, yeah. I have a question off of that. What then is the role of the immigrants like ourselves, like ourselves, Chai, I went to school, um, in, <laughs> in contributing to that Nigeria that we hope for? Because that's the reality of it. Like, we're not ground. So what can we actually do? that could possibly make it better for us to maybe consider moving back. Or not even that, like just even helping people on ground, like... Like sending money back home. Yeah, but back home to who? As far as the general people, to, like, sent, like during NSARS, <laughs> like a lot of the money that was sent back to support oh, that was yeah. also from Nigerians abroad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That's, that's but not just money, though, yeah. Money is a good start, yeah. Okay. Um, there are groups. There are all these groups. I don't know if they actually make a huge difference, but I know they make some difference. Like there's a lot of Nigerians that feel that same thing. Like this is not necessarily my home, and they want to contribute to their home. I know it all generally ties back to like finances and stuff, but I think even just like gathering together and talking about these things and like actually having people on ground to implement these things because a lot of times too you might send money and it might not end up where you actually want it Mm -hmm. to end up so if you're a little bit more involved you kind of know where that money is going Mm -hmm. and where that effort is going and i truly think that we should be going back to nigeria to vote i know it's not easy i think that that is actually um i think we might have a work for you if you can find a way to, <laughs> no, no, I'm quite serious. If you can find a way to bulk register American Nigerians in the diaspora who want to vote, that's even a way of giving back, even in and of itself. Um, <laughs> where can the people find Africa Lipso on the internet? Ooh, yeah, yeah. Okay. First and foremost, you can listen to our podcast on. Um, wherever you listen to your podcast, really, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. um, the other ones, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also check us out. Um, we have a website, africalipsopodcast.com. Um, and if you go there, you can get linked to like our social media at africalipsopod mm-hmm. on Instagram, Twitter. 
just yeah check us out hit us up listen to a couple of our episodes and yeah join our community most importantly nice, but yeah nice. how about you guys how can we find you guys on the internet you can find us on <clears throat> same thing wherever you get your podcast jack by diaries and of course on instagram and tiktok we're also on youtube oh really yeah, so if you want to see our beautiful faces, all five of our beautiful if faces you know Malik today, has gone blank. you can check it out on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So far. Uh, <laughs> on half of our faces, yeah, yeah. But this was amazing, delicious. Guys, we're nearing two hours. Love that. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're, we're just seeing, we're just seeing. It's okay. Um, but yeah, if you liked the episode, like, subscribe, um, follow share and follow Afri- Africa Lipso and follow Japa Diaries. Don't play yourself. Okay. <laughs> we found you the new podcast is interesting. Hey. Um and yeah. We'll see you next week and in two weeks. In two weeks we'll we'll also, so please don't <laughs> expect it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. It's been a pleasure. Bye, Bye y'all. Guys.